If you would, take your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 31. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, and John, chapter number 16. Deuteronomy 31, and John, chapter number 16. I want to bring you a doctrinal message this morning entitled, The Doctrine of the Trinity. The Doctrine of the Trinity. Deuteronomy, chapter 32, John, chapter number 16. Doctrinal messages are much needed in our church today. Somebody say amen. amen. We've gotten away from good, sound doctrine. Deuteronomy 32, John chapter 16. I trust you're going to find your place there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer quickly. Father, as we calm down just a minute, we're so excited about the day and what you've got in store for us. But Lord, I pray now that you would, you would bless our people to just saturate the Word of God. Speak to us from your precious Word. Saturate our hearts with these truths. Thank you for each one that's here today. I pray you'd bless each one for coming this way. Thank you for those who've made a special effort to get here. And Father, we just praise you. Go ahead and praise you for what you're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Through the years in the modern day church, we have been given the idea that God is some kind of heavenly genie, that the Bible is some kind of an Aladdin's lamp that we rub and we get whatever we want. Uh, we've been told in the church that we can live in sin and still have victory. Can I tell you something right off the bat, Christian? You can never live in sin and have victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, somebody say amen a little louder than that. Amen. It's interesting for me to note that every time Paul got in trouble in his ministry or he began to suffer, that he began to relate to doctrine. It's just like he told Timothy in 2 Timothy, he said, give attendance to exhortation and reading and doctrine. Why? It's good doctrine that we need. Amen. It's truth that the church needs today. There are three things I want to give you quickly. We're going to study theology, Christology, and pneumatology real quickly. I'm going to Take you to Bible college. Theology is the doctrine of God. Christology is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Pneumatology is the doctrine of the Spirit. Let's look in Deuteronomy 32. Had you to turn there, chapter 32, verse number 1. The Bible says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Uh, what does rain do? Rain hydrates us. Uh, what does the dew as it falls? It tenderizes. And so we know that doctrine here hydrates us like a good drink of water. Dew will tenderize you. Things like that help us to grow. You know what good doctrine will do? Good doctrinal preaching and sound doctrine teaching will help you to grow and mature in your Christian life. Somebody say amen. The reason today's modern church is anemic and sick and weakly is because we have not been grounded in the word of God. Yes, sir. And so the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. There is, listen to me carefully, there is nothing in this world like good doctrine. 
There is nothing in this world like the truths of the Word of God. The Bible says that we henceforth, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunningness and craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Listen to me carefully. If there was ever a time to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God, it's today. Men have gone out with deception. Men have gone out in craftiness. Men have gone out and tried to make the gospel some type of a profitable business. But you hear me this morning. The gospel of Jesus Christ is free, praise God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. God help us. Men are crafty, but God is truth. Men use craftiness, but God uses good doctrine. God help us this morning as Grosses Creek Baptist Church to be grounded in good doctrine this morning. We're going to combine a quick study of God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to try to do this in just about a half an hour. The Bible says here, O Israel, Deuteronomy 6. You don't have to turn there. The Bible says here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. We are not polytheists. A polytheist believes in more than one God. We believe in how many gods? One. The, the Lord our God, the Bible says, is one Lord. But then the Bible says that there are three that bear record in heaven. That is the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. So you say, preacher, how can we have one God? Well, we have a Godhead. Somebody say amen. It is called the Trinity. That is Bible doctrine. And so our God is one God. Jesus said in John 1030, I and my Father are one. That doesn't mean we're polytheists, we're monotheists. We believe in one God, one God the Father, one Jesus Christ, one the Holy Spirit. These are three in one. Somebody say amen. Yes, sir. The Bible says there are three that bear record in heaven. The Bible says in Matthew 28, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You say there's three again. Absolutely. Some people let that stump them. They just get all confused about that. There's one God. Listen, you, you take an egg... Inside of that egg, there's a well. You have a shell. It has three parts. You have a shell, you have a nucleus, and then you have a yolk. But how many eggs you got? One. In your car, you have a body, you have a drivetrain, and you have a chassis. But you've got one car. And they all three work together. Some people just get all bumfuzzled about that. Listen, you have a body, you have a soul, and you have a spirit. But you're how many people? Amen. You're one person. If I hurt your body, I hurt you. If I hurt your spirit, I hurt you. If I hurt your soul, I hurt you. And so why do we get confused that God is a trinity? Somebody say amen. God is a trinity. Yes, sir. He certainly is. And so we find this doctrine all the way through Scripture. The Bible says about Scripture 
All Scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Can I tell you right off the bat this morning, it was good doctrine that brought me to Jesus Christ. It was doctrinal, sound preaching of truth that showed me I was a sinner, that showed me I was on my way to hell, that showed me eternity, a godless eternity in the judgment of Jesus Christ that I was headed to the judgment of God. It was sound biblical truth that showed me that and the same sound biblical truth showed me the cross of Calvary where Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin, dear friend, and that Holy Spirit brought me to Christ and I got saved by the glory of God, by the grace of God. It's sound biblical truth that we need this morning. The world is going to hell because we're lacking sound biblical truth in our pulpits across America. The Bible says, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Can I just slow down a minute and say this? Right preaching will bring a right conversion. Wrong preaching will bring a false conversion. Amen. These prosperity preachers today who are preaching you need to come to Jesus so you can be healthy and wealthy and all the, everything will just go your way. People will like grab onto that and latch onto that because they think they can improve their status in life. Hey, I got saved because I knew I was a sinner going to hell and Jesus was the Savior. I didn't get saved so I could be rich and wealthy and healthy. I got saved because Jesus Christ could get me out of the place where I was and set my feet up on a rock and establish my goings. Praise God. That's the promise of the Word of God. Let's hurry. we got to do theology. Let's understand what theology is. It comes from the word theos, meaning God. Ology, meaning study of. Theology, the doctrine of God. God is the source of light and love and life. I'm glad this morning that I know God. What a blessing to know him. He's the source of light. The Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness of all at all. God is life. The Bible says that the life in him is life and the life is the light of men. The Bible says that he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Amen. If you don't have love this morning, there's something wrong in your relationship with God. I tell you, I love life. I love people. I love to live. I love to have a good time. Praise God. I'm full of love, and I'm grateful for it. I like what one old preacher said one time. He said, matter of fact, he pastored just down the road here. He said this, he said, if I thought there was a bone of hatred in my body, I'd cut it out. I've never forgot him saying that. Oh, God, help us to love. Hey, who is this Theos? Who is this God? Let me tell you who he is. Uh, before anything was, he was God. When he created the earth and the morning angels sang together their song at creation, he was God. When this world is folded up like a vesture and this universe is gone and God creates a new heaven and a new earth, he'll still be God. Somebody say amen. I'm glad that's who he is this morning. In the beginning, listen to me, every Adam, the Bible says that that. 
He created all things and that by Him all things consist. You know what that word consist means? It means they're held together. I'm telling you that by, by Him, that is by our God, all things consist. You have this world is built up of atoms, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And they are science tells us, our scientists, our man-made theories tells us that what holds protons, neutrons, and electrons together is the hadron theory of nuclear force. My Bible tells me something different. That by him all things consist. If our God ever abdicated the throne, hey, this world would come apart. If our God ever uh, uh, absconded his life and his, hey, listen, our world would come apart by him, all things consist. They are held together. Thank God. Let me go on. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Hey, and this Word was made flesh in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Boy, that's a whole mouthful just to say that Jesus is Lord. Hey. Amen. Jesus is Lord and by Him all things consist. When you see the word God in the Bible, it is the Hebrew word Elohim. And it just means God. That is His office. It is who, uh, it, it appears 2,300 times in Scripture. It is Elohim. God is Elohim. Elohim is not His name. Elohim is His title. It is his office. Y'all with me? Many of you hold a title, but that's not who you are. That's what you are. Amen. And so Elohim is his title. And just, just as the word president represents the man in the Washington, D.C., that's his title. That's his office. Or the chairman of the board, the chairman, that's his office. But listen, God is Elohim. That is, he has the highest office in the universe. He is the putter forth of power. Thank God I know and I have access to the highest office in this universe. Amen. Thank God that we can walk up boldly by the blood of Jesus Christ into the throne room of God and plead our case. While Elohim is his office, Jehovah is his personal name. Somehow it feels kind of funny to me to even say the name of Jehovah. Some people take that name lightly and call their church after such. But let me tell you something. That's his personal name. The Jews would never speak the name Jehovah because in the Bible it says to not take my name in vain. And they were so careful that they would not speak his name at all because they were afraid they would take his name in vain. We ought to be careful with the personal name of God. The name of God, Jehovah, means Redeemer. 
I'm glad God's a redeemer this morning. I'm glad he can redeem us from all sin. He can redeem us from the state that we're in, which is lost and undone without God. He can redeem us. Listen, God was creator, and I'm glad he was, but Jehovah doesn't mean creator. God was intelligent, but Jehovah doesn't mean intelligent. God was ingenuitive, but I'm glad that Jehovah doesn't mean ingenuitive. You know what it means? It means redeemer this morning. Thank God we have a redeemer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That name was so holy. When the Jews wrote the Bible, that when they came to the name Elohim, which is his office, it is God, they would wash their pen before they wrote that. That's how much respect they had toward God. But when the Jew who were scribing the Bible came to the name Jehovah, they would stop, lay their pen down, and wash their whole body and pen, and then come back and write the the name Jehovah. That's how much respect they had for God. And when I look at our country today and I see the disrespect for God, the disrespect for the things of God, the disrespect for the church and, and the morals and ethics of our world, I think that we are headed toward the judgment of Almighty God. So His name, Jehovah, is spelled in the Old Testament Yahweh. It's, it's funny. They didn't, you know, Vanna White would be out of a job in, in Israel because they don't use vowels. You couldn't say, give me a vowel. They don't use them. And so Jehovah is simply spelled Y-H-W-H. Some pronounce it Yahweh. And I saw this here a while back, and it said Yahweh. Yahweh is supposed to be spoken like this. Yahweh. You breathe in on the Yah, out on the way. Yahweh. Yahweh. In other words, when a child is first born, his first words is Yahweh. He's recognizing God. Isn't that wonderful? You know what happens to us? We mature out of that. Somebody say Amen. We lose that deep reverency and that deep respect for God. i got to hurry. Let's go to Christology. There we looked at theology. That's the doctrine of God. Christology is, Jesus, is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says that He is the head of the body, the church, which is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Listen to me. I could never preach Jesus Christ too high. I could never preach Jesus Christ too full. It is Jesus Christ who brought salvation. It's Jesus Christ who died on the cross of Calvary. It's Jesus Christ who saves our soul. Uh, thank God for Jesus. Thank God. Jesus Christ takes the preeminence because there is none other name given among men under heaven whereby you must be saved. He's the preeminent one. Jesus is the personal name of our Lord. If God's office is Elohim and his name is Jehovah. Then Jesus, his office is Christ, but his personal name is Jesus. Let me taste you. say, preacher, is that important? Oh, my goodness. When he came to earth, the angel announced his coming and told Mary, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I'm glad I'm saved from sin this morning. Praise God. 
When he died on the cross, they wrote it above his cross that said, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Oh, how true they were, how accurate they were. He is the King and he is a coming King. Somebody say amen. Yes, sir. Praise God. His name is Jesus. His office is Christ. Here's why that's important. When I believed on him, I believed on him as the Jesus who died on the cross. But I also believed on him as Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world in my heart. I believed that. That was salvation. You say, what's the difference? Listen. There are people all over this world right now who believe in Jesus. I mean, you could go to Israel and knock on the head of a Jew and say, was there a man named Jesus who lived here? And they'll say, sure. Was there a man named Jesus who lived here and died on the cross? Sure. Do you believe on him as the Christ? No. They're not saved. Amen. Amen. They're blinded by their own doctrine. They're blinded by the Old Testament. They're blinded by these things. Listen, if you get saved this morning, you'll receive him as Jesus, the man who died on the cross, but as Christ, the one who came from heaven. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Praise God. That's important, dear friend. That's why, listen, you won't forget this one. That's why we're called Christians. We're not called Jesusians. That's hard to say. And they didn't call us that because it's hard to say. They called us that because we don't just believe on Jesus. We believe he is the Christ. Paul said this, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus both Lord and Christ. I'm glad I know him as Jesus. I'm glad I know him as Christ. But this morning, I'm glad to tell you, he's my Lord. He's my governor. When I wake up in the morning, I'll ask him what he wants me to do. Amen. I'll ask him where he wants me to go. I'll ask him what he wants me to say. He is my Lord. Let me ask you a question. I'm looking at most of you all are are good-looking Baptists this morning. Praise God, y'all look pretty good. Most of y'all believed on Jesus. Most of you have believed on him as Christ and you're saved, you're settled in your salvation. But I wonder how many of us could say, he's really my Lord. I do what he says. I go where he wants me to go. Oh, God, help us. The Bible says, listen. The reason, and i got to hurry, I don't need to slow down, I want to, but I can't. The cults believe on him as Jesus. Christian science believes on him as Jesus. The universalists believe on him as Jesus. The Unitarians believe on him as Jesus, but they don't believe on him as Christ. You know why? They don't believe in sin. If you don't believe in sin, then you don't need a Savior. If Jesus is not Christ, if he's not Savior, you don't have salvation. Amen. 
God help us. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yes, we're sinners in need of a Savior. And that's where we find out that he is who he says he is. He is Jesus Christ, the Savior. i got to hurry. Here we go. Theology is the doctrine of God. Christology is the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Pneumatology is the doctrine of the Spirit of God. That word pneumatology is derived from the word pneuma, which means pneumatic. You drove to to church this morning on pneumatic tires because they're full of air. Sometimes we use pneumatic tools. They're air tools hooked to an air compressor, and we call them pneumatic tools. They're full of air. So the Spirit... The pneuma means air or wind. Bear in mind this. The Bible says, and I had you turn to John 16. Here's where we're going to close. John 16, 13. Find it quickly so we can close the message here. John 16, 13. How be it when he, watch that phrase. Now, let's grab some doctrine here. Let's get some good doctrine How be it, John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, notice the pronoun, he, not it, not she, amen. When he, the spirit of truth has come, the next pronoun, he will guide you into all truth. For he, masculine, shall not speak of himself, masculine. For what he, masculine, shall hear, that shall he, masculine, shall speak, and he will show you things to come. I believe one verse tells us that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not some spiritual force. The Holy Spirit is not just some genetic spirit floating around in here. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Are you with me? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the the third person of the Trinity. Watch what it says here. Let's read it again. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Watch the next phrase. Underline this next phrase because it says, he shall not speak of himself. Underline that. Put quotation marks on it. Take your highlighter and highlight it because the Spirit of God never speaks of Himself. Who does He speak of, preacher? Jesus. Now I'm going to get on somebody's toes and it's okay. If you go to a church and they place emphasis on the Spirit, Oh, the Spirit, oh, the Spirit did this and the Spirit did that. And they place emphasis on spiritual gifts, healings, miracles, speaking in tongues. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with a church or a body of believers that places emphasis on the Spirit because the Spirit does not even place emphasis on Himself. Boy, that's good doctrine. He shall not speak of himself. Let me tell you something. If the Spirit moves in this church, uh, he'll point you to Jesus Christ. 
If the Spirit moves on this preacher, he'll get the preacher out of the way and point you to the cross of Calvary, to the blood-drenched slopes of Calvary where you can get your sins remitted and God can be your Redeemer. Boy, that's doctrine. Tell me, we need good doctrine today. Amen. We sure do. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's a he. I think I just proved that. The Holy Spirit is not gender confused. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. He's the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I'm glad one day, here's how the Trinity works in salvation. Are you ready? I'm zipping up the message. Here we go. I'm liable to get excited, so y'all just get away. If I get beside myself, it'll be all right. Praise God. Because when I get done, I'm going to get me a big steak and go play pickleball. Amen. (laughs) Oh, listen. I'm glad one day, here's how the Trinity works. The Bible says that no man can be saved unless God draws him. Know what the Bible says? Well, how does God draw a person? You know what he does? God says to the Holy Spirit, let's just use George, for example. I was saved December the 20th, 1970. Wrote it down in the Bible. Jesus Christ came into my heart. The blood washed me clean from all of my sin, and I've been saved ever since. Praise God. God the Holy Spirit, or God the Father, said to God the Holy Spirit, I want you to go down there and convict that little fella down there, Rings Chapel Baptist Church, 1970. The Holy Spirit, being who the Holy Spirit is, came down there and knocked on my heart's door and said, George, you may just be nine years old, but you're a sinner and you're headed to the judgment of God and ultimately to hell. And boy, I believe that. Amen. It spoke truth to my heart. And I'm like, mm, I don't think I want that. That don't sound too good. What do I got to do? And that same Holy Spirit didn't point me to Elohim or Jehovah. It pointed me to Jesus Christ. He's the, he's the second person of the Godhead. And I, so for several months, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be saved. I didn't want to give my heart to Jesus. I, I was afraid to do that. I was scared to death. I didn't know God. I didn't know the Spirit. I didn't know Christ. I didn't know the plan of salvation. But boy, that Holy Spirit just kept saying, you better do it. You better take care of it. Today's the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. You better take care of this thing now. And finally, I just said, you know what, we we say this, I just threw up the white flag of surrender. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to go to Jesus, and I'm going to be saved. Praise God for that day when I came to Jesus Christ, uh, and he took my sin. uh, He washed me in his blood. Praise God. Set my feet on a solid rock. I didn't know what he was about to do for me. I just walked out of that church that morning. I was born again. Uh, I was fresh. I was new. The guilt was gone. The shame was gone. The conviction was gone. Life looked great. Praise God. I didn't have a clue that God was working on a little girl in Lebanon to marry me. I didn't have a clue that he blessed me with a good job and God would bless me with 61 years of life and help me to be happy and joyful. I didn't have a clue what God was going to do for me, but I'm glad he did it. Now we go back to that name Jehovah. He's the Redeemer. He redeemed me. We go back to that name of Jesus. He's the Savior. He's the Christ. And by the way, I didn't mention the name of the Holy Spirit. You know why? He doesn't have a name. You know why he doesn't have a name? 
Because he glorifies Christ. May you and I say today, as we look at the Lord Jesus, may he increase and I decrease. Wow, I took you to Bible college in 30 minutes. Praise God. I realize this morning that I preached fast. I'm sweating. I'm hot. <laughs> I know there wasn't time to take notes. You can get a copy of this message. I have people all the time say, Preacher, I get a copy of your message. I couldn't get it all. So I listened to it on the way to work two or three times that week. And I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I don't even listen to my own messages that much. Get a copy if you need to. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder this morning as we bow our heads in reverence, would there be one here? And by your own admission, you'd say, Preacher, I, I, I've never really done business with God. I, I've never really been saved. I've never trusted Christ as my personal Savior. I know I need to take care of that. Right now in reverence. Oh, you're being so reverent. Thank you so much. Nobody's looking around. Thank you so much. Would there be one here that'd be honest? Slip up your hand and say, Preacher, I don't know the Lord. Anybody at all? Just quickly. You don't have to raise it high. Just high enough for me to see it. Take it down. We don't want to embarrass you. We won't come to you. We just want to know how to give the invitation. Anybody at all, preacher, I don't know Christ. I'm not saved. I've never repented of my sins and come to the cross. All right, I'm going to move on with the invitation. Thank God for this trinity. Thank God that we have this morning a so great a salvation. It's anchored in God the Father. It's anchored in God the Son, Jesus Christ, and anchored in the Holy Spirit of God.